For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters podcast on a wonderful Tuesday evening. It's game week for our Chicago Bears. So welcome in to a fresh edition of Believe in Monsters podcast, part of the Believe Network. Want to thank the Believe Network for all they do supporting us. And want to just let you know, you can find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod and on Facebook at Believe in Monsters Podcast. We're going to have a fun show tonight talking about the San Francisco 49ers as they come into the Windy City for week number one. We'll also spend a brief little moment talking about Ted Phillips as he's uh, announced essentially his uh, resignation, retiring uh, from the Chicago Bears from his longtime role. And we might touch on Arlington Heights. There's a small little... A uh, small little computer rendering, new grass on the field, and just a little bit of talk about Ryan Poles, what all he's done in the six, seven months that he has had the job as general manager. So we're going to have a fun show. Uh, I want to welcome in my friends and hope that they're doing well tonight. Lucas Berry and Chris Krogman join me. I'm Joe Gaither. Find my friend Lucas Berry at Lberry underscore 40 on the Twitter machine and Chris Krogman at Shy Bears. 1985 on the Twitter machine, and I am at Joe Gaither6, and we are all looking forward to week number one of Bears football. Chris Krogman, how's your night, and uh, and how's your week going? Did your Labor Day weekend go well? And I know you're really antsy to watch Justin Fields take on the 49ers. Um, yes. Weekend was good. Labor Day weekend was good. I took the children's and the wife and mother-in-law and father-in-law camping for a night up uh um out it doesn't matter um (laughs) it was cold and it was nice it was fun they saw a giant moose so that was cool um yeah so got home saturday to watch notre dame lose to ohio state that sucked but it wasn't as bad as it could have been so that was good. Um, yeah, Joe Bama covered by a shit ton, so I was way off there. And uh, what else did you ask me? Yes, I am so, 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 so excited to see Justin Fields take on this San Francisco 49ers team. I have two friends at work that are 49ers fans. One has already attempted to place a wager with me, and I said, you give me seven points, and he said, hmm, so doesn't sound like he is, but he also said that he thought they would win by two scores and that we are two teams going in opposite directions. I think he watches too much ESPN. So 
So he's saying he thinks they'll win by two scores, but he won't give you seven points. He didn't. We never really circled back to that, but uh, he said he didn't say he would. No, but he said he was confident they would win by two scores. Hey, one thing he is right. We are going in opposite directions. The Bears are ascending while the 49ers are on the climb. I think the 49ers are flat. They are they are flat because like I don't know, man. The whole Jimmy G thing just still just boggles my mind. I don't understand. They'll go as far they... as Lance takes him. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, we know what Jimmy G is. I mean, he'll, he'll he can maybe take you there. He'll he'll ride the coattails of the defense, but you know, Trey Lance is the guy that they think will take them over the top. But we'll see. Every time I see him throw a football, it looks ugly, man. I saw him. There's a vid- another video of him having catch with a coach, and his mechanics are all kind of messed up, and his ball has a weird spiral to it. Did you see like what fans were tra- how fans were trying to defend him? Like he was pl- he was doing some drill where his hips and feet were pointed one way, and he was throwing another way. I was like, you're literally practicing Patrick Mahomes plays now. Like that just seems stupid. Why can't you just complete a pass by pointing your hips and doing your mechanics correctly? Why practice bad mechanics? Yeah, I don't know. Lance is an interesting case. I mean, I I really thought he would be the guy the Bears would have because I thought there'd be no way Fields would fall to us. But here we are, and I'm happy with it. So, Well, either way, Lucas Berry, we haven't asked you tonight. How are you, my friend? Oh, I am fantastic. You know, I had a nice Labor Day weekend. I I bought my first new car this weekend so that's cool a new ride won't be here for a couple months so can't wait was that rendering you sent me like the exactly what it'll look like that black with the red stripe yeah. on the bottom that thing's yeah. sick yeah that's super yeah it's sweet. it's sweet it, it is so, not a uh it's not a, a butch lady driver that looks like a real it looks like a big car <laughs> subaru of new england you gotta have one if you live here all righty so. Joe Gaither, what do you? What about you, friend? Oh, I know things are going well. I guess things are, you know, mostly pretty steady. Alabama started this weekend, and as you said, covered easily. I was a little pissed. I had to watch that game and couldn't really put my full focus on Utah versus Florida or Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Ohio State, uh, any of the good games that were on television. But you know, we're looking forward to a matchup with the Texas Longhorns this weekend, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll keep the week rolling. Keep keep the football season rolling. Uh, a lot of our high school games are getting moved to Thursday, so it looks like it's going to be a full weekend of working Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday morning, and then watching the Bears on Sunday uh, during this morning for me at the, uh, on a Sunday. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Uh, last college football note from me. I can't believe Oregon just got smacked up like that by Georgia. That was ridiculous. Dude, Georgia is – Georgia's defense is – absolutely insane they just keep turning them out they just keep bringing new kids in and they just replace the kids that left i mean it's 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 ridiculous and they're tight ends they have tight ends for days uh, i'm just sitting over here laughing because i know if the bears are as bad as people say they're probably going to take a defensive player in the top five <laughs> if the bears are that bad they'll probably take will anderson or jalen carter from from georgia and people will be mad because like oh my god not a wide receiver but man he they should is, take that. Uh, they should take that Florida State D tackle. I know he doesn't fit the system anymore, but that guy's a a monster of a person. Have you seen that dude? Yeah, he's humongous. Huge. 
Did you see uh did you see Carter's little just I don't even know what it was, power rush on the Oregon guard? Yeah. Just yeah. completely threw him over. Insane, man. Georgia Georgia is just a factory now for defense, apparently. So but, uh, we're not gonna be that bad, so we're not gonna worry about it. Who? Bears? Nah. nah Playoffs, maybe. What well, let's, let's uh, we gotta revisit we're gonna revisit uh win totals like probably every other week or so maybe every third i, I had 17 remember you marked it down oh and 17 you, i know yeah oh and 17 wait chris do you mean like to see if the line changed or just like our own win totals our own win totals just what we said we'll revisit we can do it every week we can do our preseason predictions from you know week in and week out or we could uh just revisit it like once a quarter like lovey always likes to like to talk about when the quarter of the of the season yeah. Which the season doesn't break into quarters anymore, thanks to uh, greed and whatever. Blood Corporate greed. Dirty blood money. So I'm looking right now. The Bears are, if you get them on FanDuel, they're plus six and a half. But if you get them on DraftKings, they're plus seven. So you get the extra half a point if you use DK Sportsbook there. Dude, MGM has plus seven as well. Take the over. Plus seven is the, seems like the. I don't know. FanDuel always, I feel like, tries to sneak in quick ones on people. Some of their lines, a little bit sketchy. It should be. It's, it was it still might. Is it 110 or what is it? If it's six and a half, it should at least be 105. On FanDuel, it's minus 102. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's where they, that's where they try to make up for it. Because minus, I think, I think seven is minus 110 or 115 on MGM or DraftKings. My argument to that would be the uh, the casual gambler does not really care about that <laughs> as much as the points. Fair, fair. Like if you're just betting, like I don't know, twenty bucks, ten bucks, fifty bucks, even it's just like probably rather have the extra half a point. But yeah, whatever. Casual gambler doesn't, doesn't know what a, doesn't know what a unit is. So exactly, okay. you're not you're not nickel and dime in the the line you're getting. Anyway, how how we feeling going into this? I heard we might get some some rainy weather Soldier Field Sunday. Love that. That's what I heard. Low scoring is this just going to be a low scoring slugfest like we're accustomed to? Don't really love that, but you're probably right. No, I mean I'm a, I'm asking. Well, if it's raining and nasty, the, the the issue. I mean, and you brought this up before. And we'll get into the depth chart in a little bit, but you've brought this up in in, in our own little three way chat here. Uh, if the Bears cannot, if the Bears can slow down and or stop the run against the 49ers, then I think the three of us are all feeling really good about the situation playing Trey Lance, especially in what looks like it might be a little little dirty weather. Uh, but if the Bears uh, are, uh, if the 49ers are able to impose their will and run the football, uh, it could be a long afternoon for our Chicago Bears. Yeah, so I'm looking at the, our forecast right here. Sunday, cloudy with an, a chance, an occasional rain shower, high of 71, chance of rain 50%. Winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Oh, 50, 50% when it comes to rain, like. At least here in Denver, is that's that's a guarantee. I mean, that's, I mean, that's not yeah. even, you can you can count on it. Bank on it. Yeah, there's no there's no maybe. Speaking so, of that, you know, I think it's so funny. It's like whenever people think of fifty percent chance of rain, they're probably like 
thinking, oh, it probably won't rain. But if someone told you you had a 50% chance of winning the lottery, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, I feel great about that. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, stopping the run, stop the 49ers run, make Trey Lance throw the ball. Let's see if this uh, second year quarterback is any good or not. Make him throw it at Jalen Johnson and, uh, and, and Kyler Gordon and Eddie, Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's not an idiot. I, I can always guarantee he's going to go after whoever's in the slot slash Kyler Gordon all game immediately just to see what they're made of. Who do you think he puts that, Devo? Probably. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, Ayuk's I supposed to look really good this this preseason as well. I haven't seen any of their games from their preseason games, but he's talked up Brandon Ayuk a lot. And, you know, from his rookie season, he was really good. And obviously they still have Kittle. They have Debo. Uh, Eli, I mean, pretty much any running back they put back there seems to succeed in this system, which is why half the fucking league runs it now, uh, including <laughs> the Bears. So, I yeah, I, I don't have a problem essentially selling out to stop the run um, to see what he can do. But the problem is, is like, that's the same thing that the Bears are going to look at is like, okay, then how do you mitigate the pass rush? You roll them out, and then Lance becomes a problem with his feet. Like, can Lance throw on the run, though? You know, do you spy on him? Do you put, like, a Brisker spy or a Roquan spy on him? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how both coaches strategize against each other. As much as everybody thinks the Bears are going to suck, you know, pretty bad, um, I, I think Hart wins games, you know? And while the t- while the talent is catching up, heart determination and drive and effort win games so i don't think they're going to be as far behind our defense versus their offense as people think no that's why i'm saying i i kind of love the bears with the points in this game you know not this is a gambling show but i feel like they'll keep it close for that aspect alone Uh, this defense i think is going to be ready to go and you know i mentioned you know don't be shocked if they're just going to pick on kyler gordon all game but I'm not saying he's not up to it. You know, we we drafted him high. This is his time to shine. And, uh, you know, he can definitely shock some people. But, you know, I can most guarantee right out of the gate they're going to test the rookie. Makes a lot of sense. And if especially if they have someone like Vildor out there too, maybe playing outside or, and Gord inside. They didn't really – the depth chart just said corner one and corner two. It didn't specify a nickel or whatever. So we don't know where Gordon will be and who will be the other corner on the field. So I know we've already kind of – put the cart before the horse and shit and we're out of chronological order by a long shot but uh since we're talking rosters and things like that should we touch on the waiver moves that the bears made after we talked at length about the 53-man roster last week (laughs) it completely got turned on its head uh with the bears bringing in uh seven or eight now uh different players from that 53 uh emir smith marset um alex leatherwood roll todd uh kingsley jonathan armon watts armon watts baby sterling weatherford josh blackwell and i think that's it is that it I don't even know who Josh Blackwell is. He's uh he's one of those he's one of the undrafted free agents. He's a corner 
Joe probably knows what college he went to because Joe knows everything college football. Just no. like, well, I guess unless he wasn't SEC, then he probably didn't know. But uh, so Armand Watts seems to be the the prize of these waiver pickups that everybody's excited for started last year for the Vikings had five sacks, multiple tackles for loss, pretty much just didn't fit the system. Is that, is that what y'all think? Yeah. As far as prize goes or best, best pickup. Definitely. Um, I don't know. The wide receiver I thought was pretty good too from the Vikings. Yeah. A lot of people like uh, Amir Smith Marset and he actually came out and said, well, I'm not surprised they picked me up. I did torch him last year, which he had a pretty good game against the Bears with like a 44-yard touchdown or 60-yard touchdown, another 40-yard catch, and another 20-yard catch. So hopefully he can do that for Justin Fields. Uh, that would be great. Um, so also, Leatherwood is another interesting pickup. Hopefully, you know, Chris Morgan can get his hands on him and and we adjust. Thought, we thought, I remember talking about that last week, right? We were all just like, no shot, we pick him up. I mean, well, what I didn't get was – I was under the impression that he was going to be paid a lot more money, but it's like two million a year, so I don't really know why people got their feathers in a bunch about that. I agree. For I was three years. The, I was under the impression it was like six mil a year instead of like yeah. six million total. Six mil total, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was kind of confused. Like, I mean, two million a year for a, a a second year player that was drafted in the first round and went to a a. a power five school i he don't play think. guard if you want to dump white hair he can play guard well that's and that's kind of i think, I think that's, that's what the, the plan thoughts. is yeah that's one of the thoughts is that he could move forward he's listed right now as the backup right tackle on the depth chart but um who knows you know this this depth chart has moved a lot these starting five on the offensive line have moved a lot uh you know speaking of the Depth chart, Joe. You retweeted Chris Emma. Do you want to run through uh, the starters on the Chicago Bears depth chart? Your Chicago Bears uh, to start the season: quarterback Justin Fields, wide receiver Equinamia St. Brown, and Darnell Mooney. Running back David Montgomery, fullback Kyrie Blassingame, tight end Cole Komet, right tackle Larry Borum, right guard Tevin Jenkins, center Lucas Patrick, left guard Cody Whitehair. And left tackle Braxton Jones. Rookie Braxton Jones. Yeah, you see a rookie uh, on the offensive line, and then you you got interesting on the on the second the second you know, look at the two deep. Uh, you you he, they listed Byron Pringle and Bayless Jones as the next two wide receivers. Uh, you, and there's not much of a surprise there, but yeah, interesting that they listed Leatherwood as a tackle. It's interesting that they put. Mustafer as the second, uh, the second center, uh, because of Lucas Patrick's injury. I'm wondering if this is kind of a hey, these are who's going to start when everybody's healthy, or if this is who's going to start this week. Uh, I think uh, you know you bring in Riley Reef and he's listed as your second left tackle. Uh, so so I, I I find some interesting things here, and then you got uh, Pettis right there, P- Pettis, Amir Smith, Marset. Uh, and I guess it's Trevon Wesco all kind of sitting right there as your next wide receivers to come, come off the board. Wesco. Wesco is a tight end. Wesco is a tight end. He was another one of the pickups. Wesco. That's one I missed. Um, so one of the things that sticks out, obviously, is Lucas Patrick starting at center when he hasn't played a preseason game. He's just coming back off the injury. 
we talked about it a little bit last week is like the concern of his hand. Is it okay? If he's going to start, you got to imagine it's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine if he couldn't snap the ball or something. I mean, Iberflus mentioned possibly moving him to guard if that was needed. So I feel like if his hand wasn't ready, they wouldn't just do that. So you yeah, know, I, would, I would imagine he's full go. Oh, I'm pumped for it. I just got some shivers. <laughs> After like listening to the Hogan Johns interview with Ryan Poles, which if you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's it's a great interview, and he talked it's a lot the about the, for me, Chris. He talked a lot about the Tevin Jenkins situation, about you know his resilience from kind of May until now. We talked about last week. Uh, he talked about how they, the Bears, could have communicated better with him. Uh, he talked about how he, they, the Bears, never put him on the trade block, but that teams did call, and he said he's evaluating talent. That's all he said. He didn't say like, yeah, we, you know, we're we'd move him if you know, you're interested or anything. He didn't even offer that up. But teams and reporters and whatnot did with what he said, what they will, and just speculated, and that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but I do find it interesting that, like, I feel like they yo-yo this kid, you know? It's not – he can't get a, a firm foundation on what he's doing. You know, you move him to guard to grow him. If you think he's going to be a guard, let him grow there. Don't say, oh, yeah, Patrick could come back and play guard for, what, a game or two until he's better? And then just, what, fuck with Borum and that whole chemistry? And then, like, when Patrick can be moved to center – what does that look like? Borum, Jesus. Jenkins, uh, what, is, what does that do for him? Does it, Do you move him back to guard after not starting for a couple games? Why even say that? I mean, to me, that that just sets an uneasiness for um, Tevin Jenkins. And I kind of get why the kid has said some of the things he said based on the communication uh, or lack thereof from the Bears or just kind of mixed messages, it feels like. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely a little bit confusing there. Um, I'm glad Ryan Poles just kind of came out and said that finally. Though, I mean, something we kind of touched on last week was just why isn't anyone saying, like, what exactly is going on? But I think we finally got that. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of in a Second Avenue type deal with, you know, him talking to Hogan Johns. But whatever, we'll take it. And, uh, you know, just kind of glad that's resolved. and. Hopefully we can move forward with Jenkins being a, a killer right guard, which looks like, you know, he has the potential to be. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you always want your second round draft pick to work out. And we all liked the aggressiveness he brings, the bodyguard mentality that he brings to Justin Fields. Uh, he 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 can he can be good somewhere you know you don't want to just throw that talent away so we've already seen it start to mature at guard and he's only been there for a very very short period of time so i think i hope that they stop yo-yoing him around because god forbid we see the same kind of shit we've seen from the previous regimes of just plugging people in 50 different places um you know Cody Whitehair came in, played left tackle his entire college career. They moved him to guard, and then they had a center shit show, so they just moved him to center. 
and he could have been a, a, a Pro Bowl guard if they'd have just started him there from jump. Then, you know, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Long, you saw him get moved from right guard to left guard to right tackle to right guard again. And it's just like, quit, quit messing around. Just get your continuity down and let these guys go to work. Right. You know, that's, that's how I'm going to leave them there for sure. But I'm, I am excited. Braxton Jones, very excited about him. Uh, you know, ESB, I think a lot of people, especially today on Twitter, were, you know, talking shit about Equinemius St. Brown, but he and Fields have a little bit of a chemistry from what I understand. And, you know, we don't know from preseason what that's going to materialize after four to six weeks. So, don't you think the preseason, at least for our Bears, was really used to figure out the bottom end of the, the, the like the back thirty players essentially? Uh, well, considering the, the the amount of newcomers to this team being yeah, thirty three, right? Absolutely, and I 100%. think maybe Sam Brown was always probably in that. Maybe you don't love it, but probably in that first twenty five list, he was. Yeah, when they so went, didn't he was really, one of their first free agent signings. Yeah, it didn't I mean, really get a whole lot asked of him, in my opinion. He he's there mainly as a blocker, in my opinion. I, I think mean, he's that's what he is. I mean, a big big bodied blocker on the outside. And how many times last year did we see a potential big run not go all the way because Allen Robinson wasn't blocking someone downfield or something like that? So, for whatever it's worth say what you will about the guy, about the receiver. He's going to give you effort. He's going to block. And when it's passing downs, I mean, they're going to have three, four wide receiver sets out there anyway. So it's going to be Brown, Pringle, Bayless Jones, Mooney, and tight end and, and a running back. So it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I don't think no harm, no foul. We'll at least give him a shot before we completely, you know, write the dude off. Um, did you guys see what Mooney said uh, in his quote? He said, I'm sick. You know, we're sick and tired of running the same three plays in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's really excited to see see how it opens up. So to your point there, you know, they obviously weren't calling anything crazy there in the preseason. And uh, who knows? Yeah, we don't we don't really know what the playbook will fully look like and who it'll involve. I until- mean, Pac- Packers fans called St. Brown like their their fifth or sixth receiver or whatever. And that's fine. Um it is hard to project him out as being something when you had a, a Hall of Fame quarterback that he wasn't able to work with. But I mean, he had some great he had some great big plays. Who was able to work with him? I I mean, uh, Adams for a while. No, what no, did I, what did I want to say? Uh, oh, you mean you mean who's able to work with the Hall of Fame quarterback or who's able to work with? Uh, uh, ESB because Ian Book made ESB look amazing at Notre Dame. Just saying, I'm just saying, I have no idea. Uh, but so what I did want to touch on with this wide receiver group is I know Byron Pringle is listed on the second string, but do we think he's really the starter once he kind of gets back into like playing condition because he was out for a while with that quad? Or do you think ESB is really over By- Byron well, Pringle? It depends how you look at it because I feel like wide receiver depth charts are kind of confusing because I think they'll list whoever is on the outside as your number one receiver. So if Pringle, I mean, if ESB is the starting X, he'll be listed as the number two or number one receiver, depending on how you look at it. And Pringle will always be listed second with Bayless Jones. 
I think Pringle's mainly going to play in the slot, so I think he'll start there. But I don't. He won't be. Yeah, that is kind of this. This specific depth chart is weird because it doesn't have like a three receiver set. Yeah, it's like the same thing as listing two cornerbacks, but it's like most of the time right. you're going to be a nickel anyway. So right. really, who's the third cornerback that's going to be out there? Right. Yeah. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because Pringle is behind ESB on this specific depth chart, and then Jones is behind Mooney. So I would think your best three would be Mooney, Pringle, Jones. But if you think Jones is, or if you think Pringle's playing out of the slot, then it does make more sense with Mooney, Brown, St. Brown, and Pringle, and Jones as a gadget or fourth receiver. You're right. missing my boy Pettis. So that brings up an interesting point with like Nikhil Harry, since they decided not to give up on him, who who's the odd man out when he comes back and does where does Amir Smith Marset fit into this? It's a good question. I'm I'm interested to see how they rotate these guys. And they might they probably won't even dress all of them for the games, to be honest with you. No. I, I honestly don't know. With with Marset, even though he was running a similar playbook. It'll probably take him a few weeks to get assimilated with this playbook before they, I think, really give him a chance in games. So I think he might be a few weeks out. Um, yeah, I, well, and feel. Harry's interesting. Be- I mean, Harry's been here all summer, so we'll see when he comes back if they just put him right out there at the ones. I, I honestly don't know. We haven't seen him because he got hurt before the first preseason game. So, Well, I'm just saying, like, who, who gets – somebody's got to get cut. In this, uh, out of this, out of these six now, somebody's got to go. I mean, I guess you could cut, you know, Wesco and run seven receivers. I don't see that happening, yeah, especially kind of... with not a lot of um, special teams value in, you know, Pringle, Pettis, and I mean, Smith Marset obviously has return abilities, but and maybe he's a gunner too i don't know how we don't have to get ahead of ourselves I mean, no 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 this is, this is three weeks down the line isn't it uh, still at, at, uh, so, probably five four. probably five weeks down yeah. the line right and I, so i hate to be morbid like this but who cares chances are somebody's gonna get hurt in between those five weeks so it doesn't you know you're not wrong sort of honestly i think i think it'll come down to special teams too that's not even the way to say it, Joe, because, I mean, basically, we have five weeks to evaluate this talent, too. Well, I mean, true, we don't have, true, we don't have to get morbid about it. We could just say, hey, you know, fucking. Might come down to special teams. Preston Ebner ain't cutting it, and he gets cut. No, I'm just kidding. They won't. Maybe, won't maybe so. Maybe so. All I know is if they It'll didn't. It'll get sorted out for itself. Yeah. If they didn't feel like they had a spot for Harry, I feel like they would have cut him after he got hurt. So I kind of feel yeah. like he's he has a nice spot waiting for him when he comes back. I know we don't have to talk about it, but let's. Uh, my my money's on Pettis to get cut. It might be. Improbably, it might be. <laughs> only because only because Joe's on his jock right now. <laughs> oh, I, just like him. I think he's a try hard. I think he's a try hard with some good speed. Uh, no, I like hey, Pettis. He I did well he in the return good. game too. I think he might get some chances in the return game. Yeah, I, I like, like I said, I don't know how. It's going to be interesting to see how they deploy these guys and and who doesn't dress on game day. Yeah, Joe, you're going to have to take, a, like, just down-to-the-minute notes on Sunday because, you know, Luke and I aren't, aren't good enough to cover all that shit. <laughs> Luke, will be, be... Luke will be blasted, and I'll be dealing with a six- and four-year-old. Oh, uh, well, all right, I'll, I got you. Appreciate you, bro. No problem, no problem. You're That's on what, I'll, I'll 
I'll take notes throughout the throughout the game. Add a, add a kid. You're you're a champion. You're a true media champion. And if you don't uh, listen to uh, the uh, the tide, you should go listen to Joe's show, Cup of Joe, over there. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's switch sides of the ball because obviously we're gonna have to stop these 49ers. Uh, defensive end Robert Quinn. D tackle Justin Jones. Other D tackle is Angelo Blackson. Defensive end Al Quadin Muhammad. Uh, linebackers Nicholas Morrow, Roquan Smith, and Matt Adams. Cornerbacks Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon. Uh, probably going to see a lot of Kendall Vildor or Lamar Jackson in there as well. Safeties Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. Uh, the defensive end rotation is probably going to include Dominique Robinson quite a bit, along with Travis Gibson. Uh, maybe we see some Armand Watts, depending on... I think on... he'll be out there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a similar system, similar defense. It's a 4-3. I mean, he, he can he can rush the passer. Uh, definitely going to see some Mike Pennell uh, Jr. Um, it, I'm curious, like, like, the, like, I, like I was telling you guys pre-game or pre-show, the, some of the guys that they brought in as as uh, waiver pickups were undrafted free agents from this year, which to me is very interesting that you thought that much of these guys to go get them as opposed to guys you had on your own team as undrafted free agents or whatever, you know, pre uh, in the preseason. So, you know, every year we talk about, oh, I don't want this guy to cut, get cut. He's a, you know, he's a preseason darling. We love Ryan Nall or we love uh, whoever the, the guy is. Uh, but Damn now it's like Tanner Gentry. And now we're going out and sniping these dudes from other squads. So it does happen. It's few and far between, but it does happen. Um, I, I want to see what ha- like Sterling Weatherford. I've heard like really good things about. Kingsley Jonathan, I have no idea who this guy is, or Josh Blackwell. So, uh, I. But what do we think of this this starting defense? Love it. I think it's going to be a solid unit this year. And just back to your point, real quick about the uh, the guys. You know, we picked up. I mean, the Bears basically fought enough of Armin Watts that they probably wouldn't get him. Uh, they felt enough of him that they cut Kyrus Tonga. So they basically said, "Oh my God, we can." literally add a starter right away by just adding this guy. So um, kind of crazy that Tonga gets axed for him, but they, it was also probably something that they did not expect to happen. Uh, honestly, you know, I'm not trying to overreact to some free agent signings, but I have no idea what the Vikings new GM is doing. And I'm so happy we didn't sign that guy to be our GM. Cause I know we interviewed him. He was, he was the analytics guy, right? Dude. Super yeah. analytics, super analytics, but like, the football knowledge just he seems like one of those guys that's just pure analytics and not as much or any football knowledge um well, I, I saw vikings fans saying he was not going out and scouting at all he was leaving it up to his whole personnel department i'm just like okay this is crazy um i mean the amir smith marset thing kind of blows my mind because he literally had one game in the pros he went off in that game you cut him and then you bring in Jalen Rieger for a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick that could go up to a well, fourth. It went the other way, right? They brought Rieger in and then they dropped Marset. Right. But they, they do the same thing. They both return kicks. I mean, yeah, Rieger was an ex first round pick, but giving up a fifth round pick for him and cutting the guy who had one game and went played off. incredibly yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah. The, the Watts, the Watts cut makes sense just because he 
system. System, but I don't know, man. You still, I mean, Watts is not a small dude, right? He's like six five, or like he's a pretty big guy. Like, why wouldn't you try him at right. five tech if he's if that's if they're switching to a three four? You don't think he fits the three four nose tackle? That's fine. So why don't you try him at five before you just? I mean, I guess they may, but they probably they probably did. I mean, they probably blew it up because whatever they have. Uh, six six sack guys don't grow on trees, especially from the interior. Like that's. I mean, they have da- Davlin Tomlinson and everybody's favorite former Bear Jonathan Bullard as their two. Oh, he's still in the NFL. As their two five techs, that's their starting. De- I mean, this is their starting. Well, this is their starting depth chart on ESPN. God knows if if this is right, but. Jonathan um, Bullard. Wow. Yeah, Florida. See, Joe, I got one. Do you remember? Uh, remember we drafted him and we had uh, Rasheem Green or Kashim Green, that dude from Rutgers. Kasim, yeah, Kashim Green, the linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. I Wasn't think, that the same draft why. as. Uh, yeah. What's his name from Florida State? Christian Jones, the dude I, I was crushing on. Pretty sure that's the I, same was, draft. Class. It was a, that was a throwback. Anyway, I don't know. Jonathan Bullard, I haven't heard that name. I had no idea he was still in the NFL. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. So attacking this Niners offense, you know, we're going to have to stop the run. So I, I, I mean, Justin Jones is the kind of guy that is talented, but has been hurt. Uh, you got Watts, who's coming in, could probably get some, probably, some reps. Probably third, probably third down, if I had to guess. Just Justin Jones out, Watts in on third and five plus can't jones rest the passer pretty well i mean i would move blackson out i don't i, uh, I can't i can't remember justin jones is he's mainly a run stuffer yeah. yeah uh so i i feel pretty good about the front four um nicholas morrow as a starter and matt adams give me Nightmares a little bit, if I'm being honest. Um, but you have you have Kruishank to match up with Kittle, so I think you see a, you could see a lot of big nickel with Kruishank in there. Um, it's so actually that's, a good point. Maybe we won't see as much just regular nickel. Maybe we'll see three safety looks instead of three cornerback looks this week. Because mm-hmm. I he is the he is the what do they call him the tight end neutralizer? Yeah, yeah. It's so like you see. You see Gordon and Johnson types for the rope lines and and and, and, and uh, Crookshank types. For sure, we're gonna see if this this. So essentially, what I'm getting at is, you're gonna have to stop the run and leave these guys like Johnson and Gordon and Crookshank either on an island with these tough matchups in Debo and and Kittle. I yet yet to be determined, um, but I don't hate it i mean obviously kyler gordon is probably the one that you're the most uncertain about because he's a rookie but you know it's also a it's also a cover two ish scheme or cover three rolling cover threes a lot so we'll see i think it's okay if i had to guess just pure speculation i think i feel comfortable with if jalen johnson covers Ayuk most of the game and then gordon is on debo with safety help over the top bears might not be in too bad of shape there and if they if crook is actually this incredible tight end stuffer you know they could they could give the 49ers a little bit of trouble but you got to get them in passing downs that's what it that's going to be the name of the game get them to third down make lance throw the ball i think that is the only way the bears win this game 
Well, you know, and I know I, I talked about Shanahan running and a lot of the NFL running the same system, which Kyle Shanahan has, has a completely different level of this offense and oh yeah, a much more advanced way to run the ball. He's very creative with how he runs the ball and gets his guys open lanes. So by no means do I think, oh, yeah, just stop the outside zone and, and you're fine. Um, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that it's not that easy. No, I don't. I don't mean to disregard Kyle Shanahan as a, he's a great offensive coordinator. Um, so th- obviously they've gotten to the pro- the deep into the playoffs under him multiple times, but I don't think this is going to be a two score game for, in favor of the 49ers. I, Lucas, you touched on the plus seven. What's the over or what's the yeah? What's the over under? Forty one and a half. I think. Oh, gross, man! If it was that. If we get over that 42 number, I'm down for the under. But I think it is. I still think it's going to be under 41. Especially if it rains, dude. I mean, I could see both teams chewing a lot of clock this game. I was yeah, really, sure. uh, I indulged pretty hard before last, last year's 49ers game, but they beat us pretty. It was, was <laughs> 81 17. Was that it? I mean, we, saw, we were there live, man. We were there live. That, the Bears were in control of that game for a while, though, until that, that was, Samuel play. Like 67 yeah. yards. It, just, it was ridiculous. Like third in like 11, too. Yeah. He should have got off the field, game. man. The Bears well, played pretty well in that game overall. And that was the Justin Fields red zone run around in circles. Yeah, that was great. Uh, touchdown run uh, game as well. Terrible play call on that, by the way. That was just an awful And he almost call. tripped out of his shoes on the snap. But, hey, he's you know he's got balance. He, he figured it out. Uh, big weapon in this game will be Trenton Gill and keeping uh, keeping the Niners <laughs> pinned down in their own zone. Uh, no joke. I'm not joking. I, I, I love punters. He's going to cough and kick the crap out of the uh, the Niners. And uh, Cairo Santos. You know, the former Notre quick sidebar, the former Notre Dame punter, Jay Bramlett, is, was a Tuscaloosa native, transferred to LSU. I have no idea what you're talking about, Joe. What words did you just say? Why? So, why? Something about Joe Bramlett. Just trying to relate to Chris to Krogman a little bit. The Notre Dame punter for the last several years, Jay Bramlett. Yeah, but well, the he, transfer that they got from Harvard is way better. Sot. Sweet. Well, you guys I like current. Over the I like, deep end right now. I like current Notre Dame special teamers, not rando transfer knuckleheads. Golden Domer. Uh, there was a who was the the uh, what's his name? Who they play? The Ohio State punter is pretty sick. He had some some awesome backspin punts that he just landed on the five and they just stuck and just that was it. It was over. It was great. I mean, so how do you guys think the Bears offense attacks this game? Obviously, you have Braxton Jones and they're going to use Nick Bosa all over that line to. They're probably just going to let him go right after Braxton Jones to start. Obviously, you hope. I mean, we hope Getsy's not dumb enough to leave him on an island like Nagy did to uh to our other guy, Devin Devin Jenkins. Um Devin first Clowney. Clowney and Garrett. But uh how do you guys think all the Bears offense attacks the 49ers defense? The 49ers defense is actually really, really good. Lots of quick hitters to the outside. Lots yep. of wide Slants, screens. screens. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, like screen screen type action. Lots like what of, we saw, what, what like what we saw on that first driver, Seattle. Yeah, the game with a little tight end slip screen to commit. Yes, 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta mess with the timing of the defensive line. Uh and they've been um they've been practicing hard counts a lot. So I think we'll see a lot of that just to get, you know, the Niners front for thinking about not jumping off sides and then also running a lot of draws and leaks to the backs, uh quick slants, screens, a lot of that stuff, and then maybe run either run right at bosa and just double 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 him and uh then roll justin out just like just like this offense is supposed to work but we'll see if they can actually execute it you think they're gonna you think they're gonna more run heavy though i mean if it's raining and it's super windy that's gonna be it's gonna be hard not to uh yeah 10 to 20 miles an hour i don't i guess it's it's pretty windy um who's the 49ers d coordinator is it morris he morris I thought he was the. Or is that Rams. the Rams D coordinator? That's the Rams D coordinator. D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's. Well, yeah, he was. I thought he would get it. I thought he would get a, a head coaching job because he had that defense rolling by the end of last year. Um, he's a great. He's a good coach. I guess my my question is, what do you guys? I don't know. If fear is the right word, but do you guys fear the 49ers defense or 49ers offense more? Matchup wise for the Bears. Uh, offense? I think offense. Their defense is no joke, though. You know, Bosa, Armstead, Warner. All I would say, yeah, I would say defense, just because I think our defense could probably hang with the 49ers offense for a good while. Uh, at least they'll be well coached enough to to play, you know, responsible football. Uh, uh, 49ers defense scares me a little bit. Uh, you know, there is. I feel like there's only so much that good coaching and uh, good coaching and good scheme can overcome if you just don't have the talent to match up. So we'll see. We will see. Um, spent a good 45 minutes on the roster, the pickups, the let goes, the game plan from the mind of Lucas Berry, which I think is a pretty good game plan. Uh, the over, the under, the spread. Joe, what kind of uh, Ted Phillips, Arlington Hearts, Hearts, Arlington Heights? Uh, <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to chitty chat about next, Mister Mister Gaither? You're muted. Goats are muted. Still muted. Apologies, the cat was using the bathroom. I didn't want everybody to hear the the litter box going. Uh, It's called. It is. We are on Streamyard. Oh, oh. (laughs) yeah, 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 we are. That was bad dad joke. Bad dad. Hey, that's all good. Here we go. No, I just, uh, I'm just thought it'd be appropriate to, uh, you know, talk about Ted Phillips finally. Uh, getting out of the Bears system, uh, retiring from from his office, uh, from, from basically being president, CEO. Uh, I think it really just means it signifies uh, si- signifies the fact that it really is Ryan Poles' team at the moment to 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 kind of do what he wants to do with, and McCaskey's probably going back into a business, really taking over in his business role. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. 
I know as as Bears fans, or at least I'll just speak for myself, I was very happy to see this move happen. I felt like Ted Phillips was more of just like a businessman, not not a football not a football guy, uh, and, and maybe he polluted the polluted the waters a little too much in the front office. Polluted them, Teddy Teddy P, and they said they're gonna they're gonna try and. Uh, no answer yet on on potential replacements, right? We don't know if it'll be inside or outside hire. I thought it was Chris Krogman. Well, the the name that was thrown around last year a lot was uh, Omar Khan, right? That's his name from the yeah. Steelers, correct? Uh, we did. I I think we interviewed him last year for the president of football operations or some kind of higher position. I didn't. Uh, that was. Did you? That was greater than gm oh that's what i heard through the tea leaves um so that would that would be an interesting name uh the the names i've seen thrown around uh internally are cliff stein uh lance, lance armstrong I mean, if we're going to be, uh, let's just call him Tracy, if you're going to fuck his name up that bad. <laughs> Tom Brady. And Trace, Trace Armstrong is an internal. He's, a, he's an agent that uh, runs one of the best football, a- football player agencies out there right now. But yes, that's another name. Uh, the other one is Karen Murphy, which I don't know how many female executives there are at that level, but that would be a pretty big higher for the bears pretty big move for the nfl um i know that they are very you know trying to be more inclusive obviously with the diversity team from last year and and going above and beyond the the uh rooney rule and then hiring ryan Poles. who is karen murphy she is currently give me a second i just had it um she is the senior vice president and cfo of the bears of the bears yeah oh, wow. and she worked at disney uh she pressured her boss at disney to allow her to work on the angels account so she does have some baseball she does have you know previous uh, other baseball other sport um experience um she wa- and she wants to be a team president so she and that would she's be interesting been, been in on big projects uh, launched new departments um she's under 40 which is super interesting uh she was on the uh Chicago business 40 under 40 in 2006. Never mind, she's not under 40 anymore. Holy shit, that was a long time ago. I missed that year. Whoops, my bad. So, <laughs> uh, show the last one would be to hire, you know, some former chiefs executive or Omar Khan or Omar Khan or. I, I think Lucas has his mind made up that he wants Omar Khan to be the next. But, like, why would Khan do that? And why would the Steelers do that? It's essentially the same position he has right now. Is he no, they passed over him for general manager, didn't they? 
I believe they did. I'm I'm pretty sure right now Khan is in charge of their scouting department or something like that. I thought he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they passed over him as a general manager this year, but when they were doing the big surge, and he that is kind of made him. He upset. is the general. He is the general manager. Oh, he, oh, they didn't pass over him. But wasn't he the freaking yeah? So he was the director of football administration from eleven to sixteen, vice president of football and business administration from sixteen to twenty one. So maybe. That is different. Vice President of Football and Business Administration, not operations. So, like, what is he, a glorified secretary? Like, what the fuck is that? I, I just remember reading his background. He did all kinds of different things in that organization. But I guess one of the the problematic things with, I guess, reaching out through another organization would be you already have Ryan Poles in place. Just bringing in a guy like Omar Khan kind of change or, or make things weird. If you bring in another football guy above him, um, I guess with someone like Karen Murphy, who probably had a hand in hiring polls, kind of familiarity there. Uh, you kind of just handing handing over the reins to someone in the organization already who's familiar with polls and and just just that familiarity there. I don't know. Do you think? I mean, I think potentially Karen, going out. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do you think potentially going out to like after someone like Omar Khan could be possibly prop problematic to yeah, just the, it, the thing it, they it set up. Yeah, it could definitely ruffle some feathers. I think, I mean, for me, the easy, that not the easy choice, but the, the guy I would, you know, I, Karen Murphy super, is super intriguing and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, but Cliff Stein is, is my, my internal choice if, if they're staying internally. And he, you know, got essentially demoted under Ryan Pace. Uh, and then polls immediately put him back in charge of negotiating contracts. And he, he was amazing when he was the the contract negotiator for the Bears. Got it, you know, put contracts in place that got us guys like John Tate when they he you know was a a front loader that you know got us John Tate when he was first uh, signed with the Bears and that was like one of the first contracts I ever heard of with Cliff Stein and then he was almost always had all their rookies signed right away and I understand this year was a little different and you're working in a completely different environment than when Stein used to sign them all really quickly. But I think that's the guy that is, uh, would be my internal first choice, but I want to learn more about Karen Murphy. Cause I think that that's, uh, a, a great step in another, um, voice. I think having a female voice at the top of a, a football organization is a phenomenal idea, you know, from, especially from a business standpoint. So, She'd she'd probably be a, a champion for more women within the organization, which would be which would be cool. And you never know what could that could do for a culture and for a an organization. So I'm all for it. Um, Trace Armstrong would obviously be you know great for the historical and the Bears family kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll bear it out, baby. We'll, we'll get to the end of that, I guess, uh, at the tail end of the year, it would be my guess. Do you want to uh, touch on the Arlington Bears before we take off? Yeah, just a touch. I mean, they, they put out some computer models today. Not a whole lot of detail. An open letter. Open yeah. letter. I didn't, I, I didn't read the letter. Unfortunately, I just saw the photos. 
So Chris, well, there was a few gonna... tidbits in there. There was a few tidbits in there. Open letter. Uh, they they use the word if a lot. If if we end up going through with the purchase, and they italicize the word if a lot to make sure people knew it wasn't finalized. If we go through with it, multiple things have to happen. They were saying that uh, if they go through and purchase the property, they also have to come to an agreement about what is being built on the property, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, something I took out of there that was interesting was they said they would honor their Soldier Field lease. Uh, I don't know if that means they're going to play at Soldier Field for until 2033, which would be a really long time, or if honoring the lease means they could potentially pay to get out of it, which might be in there. I don't know. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting tidbit. And then it also did say that the concept would be a closed stadium design, meaning the Bears would get a dome. Dome. I... Is this letter... I don't, the Bears I didn't, posted it on Twitter. No, I, I'm, I thought I was looking at it, but I don't see the part about like uh, keeping their lease with the um, Soldier Field. The only thing about Soldier Field I see in here is, while under contract with the seller of Arlington Park, we will not be discussing or exploring any other alternative stadium sites or opportunities, including reservations of Soldier Field. But I could be not reading the whole it's, thing. It's right above the uh, preliminary master plan vision picture. It says, we are taking serious steps to evaluate the unique opportunity presented to us. The Bears remain committed to Soldier Field and will honor the terms of its mm. lease. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not looking so, at the right Like thing. I said, I don't know if the terms of the lease mean they're staying for 10 more years, which would kind of really suck. Or if that just means they're going to pay to get out of the lease, which makes more sense because the NFL will probably help them do that. I love how they call it Chicagoland. I think it's literally the name of the area. Like on the map, that's that's what it says. Yeah, I thought I didn't think that was a thing either. But that's that's what you see if you look up a map. The Chicagoland area. Did you see like uh, the that preliminary master plan, like you were saying, Lucas? What the stadium looks like? It look, just looks like a giant block. <laughs> well, I I don't think I think they were just using it for like space. I, know. I don't think they yeah, have actual not like uh, a, a rendering or anything. Yeah, but that's a shit ton of parking too. Oh, yeah, th so they got three hundred acres. Uh, they're basically going to build a whole Bears community, restaurants, businesses, hotels, bars, uh, whatever you can think of. In front of the stadium, there's going to be a metro stop right there that runs right into the area, and then the new stadium itself. Um, so well, I was it, looking it, at the the overview map where the where the the stop is. Looks fucking far from the stadium. Dude. I, I was thinking that too. I mean, like somebody said, it opens right to the stadium. It opens right to the like mixed use district, which still looks at least half a mile away from the stadium. And I don't know. I don't know this area. Obviously, I'm not. We've said this a thousand times. We're not from Chicago. I bet you there's going to be shuttles all day on game day, like like airport shuttles going back. Oh, yeah. Like oh. I, If I'm an Uber driver, I, that's where I live on Sunday. I know people are saying that, uh, you know, oh, if the Bears get a bigger stadium, the ticket prices will be cheaper. <laughs> I think those ticket prices are going to be absurd the first yes. few years. They said people something, they said people something love the Bears. It, it not housing that many more people like Packers stadiums, like 81,000 or something like that. And they said, don't expect it to approach that. Like it'd probably be under like 72 still. 
Yeah, I think it'll be right about <laughs> 70 would be my guess. What the hell's the point of only adding 8,000 8, more seats? Uh, they said, 8, they said 8, something about it. A lot of money. Cost. It was cost. Uh, like it, Once you get to a certain like number of seats, the the, the the amount of cost just triples or some shit like it was there was a good reason and it was like i feel like it was like lo- lower than 72 as well like it was like 68 68 yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah, i mean pretty much at 70 i bet but you yeah. also gotta you also gotta think though if you're building a dome to accommodate super bowls and final fours and that kind of thing you do need enough seats for those bigger events so like I don't know. Let's just what sixty eight thousand out of Final Four is fucking nuts. Well, I didn't mean necessarily that, but like the but it be more, and what, probably it could be more than that too because like half of that is the field, so you can make a basketball court, you know, much much smaller. Obviously. So I'm just going off. The Vikings have seventy three thousand seats. I almost have a feeling the Bears are going to build something very similar to what the Vikings have. If I had to guess, who did they? Is it is that the same? Is that the guy that like had been rumored to be? like talked to or maybe already contracted to look at into potentially designing a stadium or wasn't there somebody like the raider maybe the raiders person the raiders have 65 so that's interesting yeah i mean it, it'll probably be somewhere in there that is, is kind of interesting because that raiders, that's crazy because people talk about it's huge it looks saw, huge. It, just, it, it looks, looks freaking massive. But there's so much shit in there. You know, there's restaurants and there's a club and there's like all kinds of crap in there outside of seating, obviously. I'm gonna like the whole the game and spend the whole time in the club dancing. That sounds like a plan. I mean, it is interesting oh. though. People are like, people like that's the big knock on Soldier Field. Like, oh, it doesn't have enough seats, and it's like you're adding like four or five thousand more. Whoop de doo. Yeah, but you'll be able to get in and out of the bathroom without spending a whole quarter. I don't think you can do that in any stadium. Just pee your pants, dude. It's, it's warmer anyway. Spring, bring a shoey with you. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is a shoey? A shoey. <laughs> I, I still don't understand. I understand what you're saying. I hear the word, but I don't know what this is. this a device that you can like pee oh, on yeah. your leg? Look it up. That's really what it's called? Well, it's made for women, but it's called a shiwi, yeah. Fucking A, let's go. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put, like, a little tip on my ween and just, like... Do you know, do you know what a shiwi is, though? Isn't that, like, it's like snowboarding. Isn't that, like, snowboarding equipment? Like a helmet? Like shoey? Like oh, I don't snowboard? know. I, I always known a shiwi is when someone pours a whole beer into a shoe and someone drinks it. Oh, like freaking that UFC fighter that does that shit? It's fucking gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. So chewy, gross. Chewy, but people chewy. love it. People eat that oh, yeah. shit up. Uh, lastly, since we're talking stadium, and we are at one hour almost exactly, uh, Bears put down new Bermuda grass. Grass in the field, the, boys. Let's play the, field. the thing is, like, Lucas, you, you're, you're a golfer. You know grass. Uh, Bermuda is not a winter grass, so this is probably very temporary. I thought I Bermuda know. grass was like a f- grass you see in, like, Florida. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Like, you can, like, they, like, there's a big PGA stat about people who putt better on Bermuda and the whole Florida part of the tour because it is in Florida. It's all, like, it's, like, spongy, like, 
soft. Yeah, I don't understand this, but do you think they'll have to resod it pretty fuck quickly? Yeah, like season? fucking like October, November, like October fifteenth, they're gonna resod this thing again. What's the schedule like? When's our what's our off on where are we I'll tell you when they're gonna fucking do it. All right, this says Bermuda grass is a cold tolerant warm season grass that will grow as far as North Virginia. In warmer tropical areas, Bermuda grass will remain green all year long. In other areas that drop below 60 degrees Fahrenheit, it will go dormant. Shit, it's almost 60 degrees Fahrenheit at week one. Why are they planting this? We're, we're, we're going to be using... Uh, It'll be brown. Yeah. October, October 9th or the 24th, they have two weeks to do it. So they could do it. They could do it while they're in Minnesota, the week of the, the October 9th. Um, or actually, pretty... no, this, the, yeah, they could do it the first week, the first and second week of October, they're, they're away. So that seems like such a fucking waste. Of, I don't know why this team doesn't just put field turf on there and call it a day, but Not their call. it is their call. They are allowed to do that. Somebody posted the contract and they are allowed to put their own money into like, like they just said, we just read it in the fucking proposal with the new stadium renovations to soldier field. You don't think that includes the actual ground. Who do you think's paying for the Bermuda grass? Lori Lightfoot. They don't have Maybe. any money. So yeah, they don't have the money and they're building a fucking half a billion dollar stadium or a billion dollar stadium. We're, okay, we're saving the money for, for the stadium, bro. Maybe that's it. Maybe Bermuda's super cheap. Did did you guys see? I don't know if this was a real quote. I don't know if it was real or not. But uh, supposedly, Lori Lightfoot said that if the Bears move out of Chicago, they would potentially bring another team in to play at Soldier Field. Good luck. Yeah. Who are they going to bring in? The, the The Jaguars. No, they're going to they're going to England. Like Colin dude, wants to go fuck, to England. Fuck that, dude. That is like the biggest home field advantage I've ever seen. Jags oh, in England is unfair. Why? Such a ridiculous flight, dude. Yeah. They're going to have to come here like a shit ton, too. So they're going to be at a disadvantage. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but like. I despise London ever since that Raiders game. Oh, don't even talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. See that? That'll make you hate London. Well, that's a whole other discussion but Dude, that game made me so mad so mad <laughs> they were cruising um all right boys so we all take else to talk about? Dude, we're dubbing it up especially with the points man i'm taking I, the points I, I, I already are you taking the win outright luke no i'm not 49ers Ooh, win yeah, bears you're, cover you're, you're, can, I, can i exit him uh, can you can you exit him luke or, no or, we, we we need I to can. give your predictions before the game because we said we're going to hold each other to it every week. So what did Chris, I... I need a winner, I need a spread cover, and I need an over-under. Uh, oh, fuck. Bears win, cover, under. Obviously, they cover if they're going to win. Yeah, Bears win. I like uh 23. Uh, I like twenty three seven. I like twenty three seventeen. 
Uh, I, it, I didn't know we were doing score prediction too. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I like 2013. Nah, sorry, 20, 2017 Bears. Nail biter. I am taking the 49ers to win, the Bears to cover plus seven, and the under 41 and a half. My score prediction will be. No one cares uh, now that you predict uh, the lose. Uh, 49ers 24, Bears 17. Wait, is that does that cover or is that push? That pushes. Yeah, that's a push. That that's right at seven. All right, I'm gonna say uh, twenty three seventeen. There you go. That's at six. And it comes right in the under there, right at forty. Boo on you. It's all right. I'm giving you my honest prediction, Joe. I know, and and we appreciate that. That's why we that's why we have you on here. Chris and I will just be happy. I do. I, I do think the Bears. Day. I'm not saying there's no chance to win this. Day. I think the Bears absolutely have a shot to win. I think All they right. might just need. They might need a lucky bounce. So on May 17th, we all had L's. Just, just throw that out there. So Joe and I, I have gotten. Bull- you didn't write me down for a loss. Bullshit! I didn't. You changed a lot of things. You did put. You did start out with your whole seventeen and zero bullshit, but you ended up ten and seven by the time it was all cut and dry. Lucas, which I spelled your name wrong somehow, uh, was at eight and nine. And Joe, you and I were at ten and seven, so we are much more optimistic than Lucas. <laughs> all right. Well, but we are. I we've all gotten more. I think we're, we've all gotten at least a little bit more optimistic. I already have a bet on plus seven. So I'm definitely taking that. And I might get on the under. I love it. There's a lot of home dogs this week. A lot of them. You got Seattle versus Denver. You got Dallas at home. The Dallas Bears, is a dog. Who's Dallas playing? The Buccaneers. That's, I do, I dude. I think Dallas wins that game. I don't think. Yeah, like, the Lions are home dog versus the Eagles. That'll be. I think that'll be a good game too. Honestly, I think the Lions will fight them a little bit. I think the Eagles are for real. I think they're for real too. I just there's something about home dogs that I think they they have some they have some fight in them. Yeah, bet on. man. The Lions. The man. What's funny is we're not much different than the Lions to be honest. Over the last. You know, oh, but they, but they listen, listen, last calm year. Down, just wait for me to finish my shit. I can mute you or kick you, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, no, I think you're right. They fought last year. I thought they were kind of fun to to watch, and I, you know, Joe talked a lot of shit about hard knocks, but I thought, uh, I think Campbell's kind of a fun guy. I think he's kind of like. He's a gritty son of a bitch, man. So fun guy. I will say, I think the Lions' defense just sucks, though. I think you're nuts, dude. I mean, I think I think Hutchinson is is good. I never said anything about Hutchinson. I just they're. I think as a whole, their defense will not be good. I thought that linebacker they cut was a terrible pick from jump. Like he was Davis, big, Jared uh, Davis. Yeah, terrible fucking middle linebacker from Florida. Are you out of your mind? Bastic, boom, bastic. 
All right, Joe, uh, we'll let you have your moment of glory here. Your man, Money Mitch, was named the starter and a captain. <laughs> oh, Let's, ride. Ride. Let's ride. Let's ride what the bench. I can't fucking believe this dude is trolling a future Hall of Famer. Fucking crazy, dude. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. It makes it like Albaro said on that joke tweet with him and, and B that he was good, that he hated him just because of this, or he's going to root against him just because of this. I literally absolutely want to root against him for that. That was just fucking stupid. I mean, I'll make fun of Russ Wilson. I think that's hilarious. And everybody else can. But Mitch, dude, no. Uh-uh. You ain't there yet. <laughs> Let's ride. Fuck out of here. That's Captain Mitch. Okay, oh, wait. my captain. We get our Jesus. Bears captains tomorrow. Eberflu said there's going to be a big announcement. Really? Oh, yes. man. We can we make some predictions? Four season long captains and one rotating captain is what he said. All right, so Justin's the obvious one. Roquan's probably the obvious one. What else? You got? I don't know. F that guy. I don't know if Roquan will be one. I think Robert Quinn will be one. I think I'm going to go with Lance Briggs, uh, Devin Hester. Come on, and... Joseph. Who are you, captains? Let us know. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I bet. Fields. I bet. Demo, I bet that Montgomery's one. Oh, Montgomery's one for sure. I bet Montgomery Wire Fields. Is, uh, you think? Matt, you think? Matt, you think could be one? Whitehair's a good pick. I don't think, think it's Kmet? gonna be three offensive players. Is Fields one? I think Fields will be one. Fields and, and Montgomery. I think. I think Montgomery's definitely a captain. I think, I think Jerry's right. I don't know, man. Do they I mean, love Demo? I, like I don't. I don't. Di- I don't disagree with that, but I. I kind of like the white hair pick better in just the veteran O lineman type. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how much I like white hair. I don't, you know what though? That's true too, because he wasn't he one of the ones that was getting bitched at for not backing Justin up last year. Yeah, Lucas Patrick maybe. Ooh, Brand new. I'm, I'm saying. Time? I think Demo Fields. I'll go Robert Quinn. I still think part, one. part of me wants to say Eddie Jackson, but I know he won't be a captain. No, he won't be a captain. I think uh, DHC is is a good option. Yeah, they probably got to have a special teams one, right? Yeah. Santos. DHC might be a captain then if they if they have a special teams one. I don't know though. I don't know. I still think they it's could... Fields and Roquan. Uh, Demo's a good option. Quinn's a good option. So I'd say Quinn, Quinn and De- Quinn and uh, Smith and Roquan. Thank you. Uh, I, I was like, Dima. Quan and Quinn got me jacked up. Um, <laughs> Demo and Fields, and then uh, rotate in like a special teamer every week, probably DHC one week, maybe Trent Gill next week. Trent Gill in the house. Weston Wields. What's that guy's real name now? <laughs> What's that dude's name now, Lucas? Marcus Blooper or something like that. Bobby Porter or some some super basic name. <laughs> Joe, sing the song, man. Take us away. To a Bears victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Blake, you're the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. 
You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Down. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.